In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. to a Broads and Books Extra. First of all, congratulations on being awesome and finding the special content. Hats off to you. We love you already. We do. I mean, we can't express to you how much we love you. No. Can you express it, Aaron? I can't. No, no. I can't either. Um, but, you know, we thought we might give the listeners like you a little something extra while you're waiting a whole week between episodes. And plus get to know a little bit more about us, these crazy broads, the two of us. Yes. Uh, So for this Broads and Books Extra, Amy and I are going to interview each other. Uh, Neither of us shared the questions we're going to ask with the other one. So (laughs) this should get interesting. Interesting is a word that I don't know if it encapsulates what's going to happen here. Nope. I'm excited and terrified at the same time. I believe you should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. Who wants to start? Uh, Should I ask you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Let me ask you a question. Oh, it's going to be a (laughs) real good question. (laughs) You know, actually, I'll start with a book-related question. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Ease into it. Lobbing me one. I like it. All right. Erin, who is your favorite book villain? Ooh, my favorite book villain. Yep. Think it over. Think it over. Yeah, I am thinking it over. Favorite book villain. Man, I have quite a few. That doesn't say a lot of good things. <laughs> Maybe it explains in some way why we have a podcast. Yeah. Because we like characters that are not just good. It's true. We like evil people yeah. too. Yeah. I would have to say one of my favorites, it's um, a book that I, I'm still kind of thrown by, but the series by Carolyn Kepnes with uh, 
called You and Hidden yeah. Bodies. Yeah. Joe from that is a villain that I just, I mean, man, you get into his psyche and I want to hate him, but I got to admit that I just really kind of like him. Yeah. So, and he's creepy and he's weird, but I'm also like, dang, you get away with a lot of stuff. It's a sign of some good writing too. It is. She just yeah. pulls you in and makes you like this freaky yeah. ass dude. Like, yeah. I think I could see myself being friends with him and finding excuses for all of his behavior. Wow. Just being like, I just really like you, so it's fine. <laughs> like, we're just going to not talk about that so I don't have to address it. Is that what you base friendship on? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you saw in me? <laughs> you saw this girl got a dark side i was just like i'm not gonna talk about that stuff but the rest of it ride or die <laughs> no no i'm just saying if i had to be friends with a villain i would sure. have to like be okay with some of that other stuff Absolutely. and i think i could get there with him okay like i i think we could have plausible deniability sure like i'd be like listen here's the boundary we're just not going to talk about these things you're doing over here that are kind of murdery mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. stalkery and then he can't ask you about the things that you're doing right or where i live right he does terrify me a little bit so we'll always meet like at a coffee shop sure yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. just like a hookup on tinder you don't meet at your house no for the first time i mean come on yeah so is there an app in there like a book villain hookup (laughs) trademark that yep Do you think that's how trademark works? You just announce it and then it's in my world, it's done. Trademark. (laughs) It's like shotgun. Exactly. Spots back. Same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Trademark. Oh boy. Mm -hmm. All right, your turn. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay, I'll give you then a book question as well. If you could make everyone in America read one book, what would it be? Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. It's a toughie. You know, I think I've mentioned before that my favorite book of all time is The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Right now, it kind of feels like required reading. Sure. Like, sure. you know, just like, mm-hmm. hey, everybody, this is the script for what's coming. So prepare yourselves accordingly, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally. Yes. All of those things. But, you know, I, I say that one. Yeah. Required okay. reading. But for some fun things, mm-hmm. I mean, read um, Why the Last Man. It's a graphic novel of uh, <laughs> it. There's a guy that all the men die except oh. for this guy. Oh, and so it's just filled with women and women doing good things, women doing bad things. Some of them doing things to the guy oh. that, you know, hmm. to preserve humanity. Right. Sure. Uh-huh. So I would recommend that because it's got pictures. Anybody can read this. Perfect. You know, that good doesn't pick. really say, though, that I expect a lot from readers. Huh. Right. Well, it's a broad. I mean, you're trying to cover a lot of. I am. That's a big reach. That's it. And you combined it. I think that was smart. Okay. I think it was Thank a smart you. move. Thank you. For it's not to me. say that it's the only book they're ever going to read. It's no. It's just like, this is a, where we're going to yes. start. I will also say that there's, <laughs> it's a series, so there's like 10 of them. So get ready. Oh, read okay. So yep. <laughs> it may have, you know, if you're going to do this, just sign on. Just sign on. You're on for 10. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I like it. You got a little drunk with power there. We went from I one did. to 10. <laughs> You I support power wholeheartedly. And I'm going to take it. You should. <laughs> you should. Um, okay, Aaron. Mm-hmm. What's the key to good humor writing? 
Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, if you find out, let and me know. And I may know. have a follow-up question after that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think the key to good humor writing, I think it's there's a twofold part. I think it has to have an element of sincerity. Like, I think you there's an element of vulnerability there that sometimes people miss in humor. I think that's true of all writing, but... I think there's a misnomer that you can get away from that in humor. And I think some of the best humor or you think about some of the best humor on TV and it's when people are really willing to put it out there and say, this is something funny that, you know, no one talks about or is kind of hidden or embarrassing situations. But I think the other part of it is a sense of knowing how far you can push something before it isn't funny or before it's too close to home. Oh, yeah. So, and I, I think most humor writers, you know, probably have many stories where they haven't hit that balance and, you know, that's what makes them better. But yeah, I think it's those two things, a willingness to be vulnerable and a willingness to say, to know when to stop mm -hmm. and to maybe go a different direction or be able to pull the joke into a different direction. And that has to be such a process too, right? Like figuring out when to stop, like when it's, yeah. Yeah, it's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I imagine. Yes. Yes, okay. exactly. All right. I'm going to save my follow-up question. Oh, all right. right. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I got one. Would you ever agree to be on a reality TV show? Oh, God. Why or why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I think this reaction that you're seeing, I'm going to go with no. Day. It seems like a hard no right now. Because <laughs> when I think reality shows, mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. The Bachelor, I think mm -hmm. a bunch of women making themselves look like absolute fools. Sure. Okay. For a man they don't even know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really just perpetuating some stereotypes, Aaron. True. I don't true. like it. Okay. Fair enough. That said. Um, if it was like the real world from 1991. Nice. Okay. I'm in. You're in. I like yeah. it. Okay. First off, I'd be in the right age bracket then. Okay. Second, it wasn't all like, you know, um, let's put a bunch of randos into a hot tub and make them you know, right. do things yeah. under the water. Let's see what actually happens. Mm -hmm. Those first few seasons of real world. Boom. Weren't they actually, I mean, they actually had jobs and everything, yes, right? They had they to had live jobs, their normal they life. They were yeah. real people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There were relationships that developed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would do that. That also involves time travel. Is that allowed? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. This is your world. We're just Great. living in it. <laughs> God, this, this feeling of power. <laughs> Whew. I like it. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. You answered my follow-up question because I was going to ask if you would, what type would it be? So perfect. It would Excellent. be 1991 Real World. That's right. Is that the season with Puck? <laughs> no. 1991 okay. was New York. Oh. It was, oh, I don't remember any of their names. There was like mm -hmm. a, a girl from like the Midwest, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And like, there was a Kevin, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. And then season three was um, with Pedro in San Francisco. Yes, yes. yes. And Pedro. he had AIDS. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All of it. Oh, wonderful. Okay. okay. Great. Um, so I'll ask my follow-up question. We were asking about humor yeah. writing. You yourself write a lot of humor mm -hmm. essays. Tell us a story of one of your favorite essays that you've written, the story that it's based on. And a little background. Erin usually writes these essays about actual things that happened to her because she is one of those people that draws in the most weird random encounters uh -huh. 
Uh-huh. Is that fair to say? Yeah, very okay. fair. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. One <laughs> one of the first ones that I ever wrote was um, the very, very, very misguided decision to take up, I won't say the title of it, uh, a, one of those exercise classes that are like extreme. Oh, no. You know, you go like four days a week. Yeah. It's like kickboxing, cardio, hot sure. yoga, like everything. Known by lots of names. Yeah. Lots of names. Yep. yep. So I won't name this particular one, but I was, um, I don't even know if it was just ignorance or just thought I was better than I was. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly all that played into that decision, yeah. but I went and I thought this is going to be fine. It quickly was not fine <laughs> um, for a lot of reasons. One, apparently I don't pay great attention in <laughs> situations where I'm uncomfortable. And so I missed like a whole session about meal planning and shakes. So people were talking about that at like the third exercise class thing. And I was like, what are you talking about? They were like, you're supposed to be recording. I was like, oh, well, I've already failed. (laughs) Then we were doing this very extreme kickboxing situation. Sure. And let's just say that Aaron's bladder wasn't a fan. Oh, no. So I felt there was like a moment of euphoria where I was keeping up, quickly dashed by the realization that I needed to excuse myself to the restroom quickly before it became obvious that I to had everyone pants. that you'd pee your pants. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Great. And I got like weirdly eye shamed by the instructor <gasps> going to the bathroom, you know, cause it kind of seemed like maybe I was just trying to get out of exercising. And I was like, listen, lady, like you, this, you don't know what's happening. Yeah. We got like right 0.10 before this smell permeates. <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't have a diaper on, so it's not going to absorb. Okay. Yeah, it was bad. And then I hung out in the bathroom until the class was over. And then I like tried to sneak out. And the instructor was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Everything's great. Get away from me. When you snuck out, mm -hmm. did you have the telltale signs of peeing your pants? Well, yeah, basically. I had like managed to, I mean, not really. You can't. It started. It wasn't like the full... I caught, you know, gotcha. got I, into the bathroom. But yes, it. yeah, there were, okay. if you had gotten close enough to me, yeah, you would know. Okay. Yeah. I tried to pass it off as like butt sweat, but I think there's. <laughs> Which somehow that's okay. Right. Versus yeah. a little bit of pee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little might be misleading. I'll say it's between a little and full blown all of my bladder on my pants. I'll say it's in that range. Do you remember the exact move that you were doing? Uh-huh. That, what was it? Was it a kick? Yeah. Was it a, okay. Yeah, it involved jumping up and oh. down. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And at first I thought you were going to ask if I remembered what move I used from the bathroom to the front door oh. to, like, get away. Yeah, and there was, you like, a that weird, too? like, shuffling, <laughs> like, music was still playing, so I was, like, kind of pretending to dance. It was very awkward. Like, I was having a seizure. <laughs> What is that? Why are you doing that? You guys can't see, but Erin is sort of dipping her shoulders yeah, in and out. Like, like she's dancing ooh. at a, a bar stool. <laughs> pay no yeah. attention oh. to my pee pants. No, pay no attention to pee pants. I'm just going to leave. Oh, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> yeah, it was something. Let me tell you. Uh, needless to say, I, you know what? I Yeah, needless to say, that was that's a big part of why I don't work out probably. <laughs> but hey, it gave you a story. That it you did. then wrote about. I did, yeah. And again, mm-hmm. as you said um, before, key to good humor writing, vulnerability. Yeah. You were admitting. It was. That this happened. It was right out there. Yeah. For the world to see. <sighs> yeah. In okay. More than one way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many ways. So many ways. Wow. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you feel okay about admitting this to your listeners, Erin? Yeah, I really have no shame about it. Good. I mean, I'm sorry. If, if you live in a world where 
adult people don't pee their pants, you're not living in the real world. No. Because it happens. Where are you living? Yeah, it happens. And yeah. it happens more frequently than you realize. It does. So look yeah. around right now. Chances are. Somebody's peeing their pants Someone at this within moment. a few miles of you is peeing their pants. I'll find this. If you're at a coffee store or you're driving along the road, guess which drivers are peeing their pants right? at this moment. Yeah. Real quick. Look. Yep. Probably all of them. That was the right one. You nailed it. <laughs> Yep, that uh-huh. one. Yep. yep, 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 yep. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, transition to question. Yeah, for Amy. no real good right. transition there. Yeah, yeah. no, that's all right. Uh, if you could write for any television show, what would you pick? Oh, damn. Oh boy, that's tough. I know. There's so many great ones. You know, I think I'll pick what I'm currently obsessed with because I'm really fascinated by like some of their writing choices mm-hmm. and how like uh, the actors are like what was written and what the actors are doing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I'm watching killing Eve. Oh, okay. and have you watched it? At all? No, okay. I've heard it to me. What is so fascinating and interesting. So it's this, uh, uh, this assassin, this female assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an MI five agent that's sort of tracking her. And MI5 agent is played by Sandra Oh. Mm. Oh, And what's amazing is there is this real weird interplay between the two of them. It's somewhat sexual. It's Mm. somewhat like jealous. Like the the assassin is kind of (laughs) hot for Sandra Oh, but also like I I kind of want to be her. Same Mm. thing coming right back. Oh, And you see some moments where Sandra Oh is sort of testing her own boundaries for violence and like the the obsession is really you know just also like feeling like she wants to break the rules but she's not quite sure if she's going to go real big i'm only about six episodes into the first season so maybe by the end i've got two episodes left everyone listening to this knows there's some crazy thing and maybe she did but (laughs) that's where i'm at and why i would pick that is because i love all these small moments that they're putting in that show that weird twisted connection between oh, the two of okay. them. So I would get into that. It's almost like every moment they're like, Hey, what would be the weirdest thing to do at this moment? And they're like, Oh, you know what? She just killed somebody. Let's have her make a joke about, you know, waving her hand. Bye bye to the dead person. <laughs> Let's do that. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to do that. I yeah. want to be in the room where they say, get weirder, get yes. darker. See, I feel like that fits you because you're good at, Adding those twists. I do. Yeah. I like that. I like it. So yeah, I'd be I'd be feeling right at home I in like that writer's it. room. All right. Mm-hmm. Good. That was a I like it. Okay. Let's see. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the song that you would sing at karaoke, at American Idol? Oh, at gosh. let's say you were one of you were like Beyonce level singer. Oh. All right. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's where you're at. Right that's there. some power. All right. What song would you sing? Well, okay. Now it's multifaceted because you Ooh. threw out the Beyonce thing. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. You don't have to sing Beyonce. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. mean, it could still. I know a lot of Beyonce songs, but slash Destiny's Child. But um, <laughs> if I had that kind of chops, yeah. then I think I couldn't resist the temptation to throw around I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Oh, for sure. If I had that kind of chops. If you don't have those chops, you should never even get close to that song. Nope. Okay. Don't try it. Also, if I had that kind of chops, I would also be very, very, very tempted to try a rendition of Hello by Adele because (laughs) nothing 
part of that song is fascinating. It also sort of makes me laugh. It also sort of, I just think it would be amazing to belt out by yourself on a stage. Yeah. But I feel like that necessitates some singing ability. Sure, sure. Now, if we go to the other end and I'm just, it's karaoke yep. and it's just happening. Yeah. I think that I am probably going to go with um, maybe some, you know, Shania Twain, whose bed have your boots been under? Wow. I think I might go, um, you know, man, I, I, you might have to go some old school stuff in there. Uh-huh. I, I am ashamed. No, I'm not ashamed. No, I was going to say I was ashamed, but I'm not. I know all the words to Vanilla Ice, Ice, Ice Baby. So that would be There's hard. No shame. Yeah, I would I would have to probably do that yeah. song. Yeah. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Come on. Exactly. We could do it on that one. Mm-hmm. We could. I yeah. almost sang the rest of it, and then I was like, that's no nope, close rights. territory. <laughs> Go! Copyright! Oh! <laughs> so much money! <laughs> but I just want you to know it's itching to get it out of my skin. It's yeah. in there. So those are some that I would probably okay. say are in my repertoire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that you sang. Did you the like last that part of that? I'm glad that you recognized well it. With yeah. The question. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, I mm-hmm. like those choices. Yeah, a variety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depends on the audience. Man, Flex. so if you ever saw Aaron out at karaoke, who knows what you'd hear? You don't know. I'd read the room and I'd give you some range. Mm-hmm. That's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. Let me. T- I don't know how he's going to feel about this, but I'm going to share it anyway. Yes, I can't wait already. Uh, so when Mike and I were first dating, uh, we were in the car and a Reba McIntyre song came on and we were both sing- at one point we were both singing it at the top of our lungs. And it was at that moment probably that I was like, this, this is, is the one. Yeah, yeah, this is probably my soulmate. Because if you're this willing <laughs> to get this into Reba McIntyre without any trepidation, then I'll follow you off a cliff. That's right. Yeah. So do you remember what song it was? Um, was it fancy? Yeah, no, I wanted to say yeah. fancy because that's what comes to my head, but it wasn't fancy. Okay. No, it wasn't. It might have been the night that the lights went out in Georgia. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can now picture that mm-hmm. and picture the basis of this wonderful relationship you have. Yeah. It's all thanks to Reba McIntyre. Thank you, Reba. Mm-hmm. She's going to listen to that. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure she's yeah. a big fan. <laughs> Not she should be. Come on. All the CDs I bought of yours. Reciprocation. Yeah. Come on. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, Okay. This is an odd one. If you could live above a store, what store would it be and why? Well, fun fact, Aaron. I've lived above a few stores. What? Yes. Um, In Iowa City during college, Mm. I lived above the, I think it was the pizza pit. Do you know, like that pizza place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was in a, like a strip mall that there was the pizza place and there was a Dairy Queen. I mean, it was dangerous. Wow. But also delightful. Amazing. Yeah. That was in college. Okay. In Chicago, when I lived there, one of my last apartments, I lived, no, wait, there's two. Sorry. One was a interior, like blind place. Like you oh. could buy blinds. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, one was uh, like an auto parts place uh-huh yeah neither seem um, as useful as dairy queen and pizza hut no but, they really okay. weren't yeah they were cheaper because they were not above right right queen yeah pizza true yeah, true yeah. okay but you know what i always wanted to live above because there were some apartments like uh one of the neighborhoods i lived in, in chicago was lincoln square and there was a wonderful old theater there i would have loved to live on top of that theater oh. and just like go downstairs and see a movie at any time oh yeah that's a great Get idea popcorn, popcorn. 
Get it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. That was or a above answer. a record store. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you a lot of answers. I think what you're needing is a, is a multiple apartments above pizza, Dairy Queen record movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to need to become a real estate mogul. Yeah, it's looking that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm not sure if those are highly coveted or not. But either way, you could probably get a deal on like four of them together. I probably could. Someone could knock down those walls, make a super apartment. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I've got my business plan ahead of me. Thank you for starting this. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) All I ask is that I'm invited. (laughs) Oh. Uh. Okay, Aaron, we've asked each other four questions. How mm-hmm. about we make it a fifth? I like it. All right. Yep. I'm going to open up a real open-ended question for oh, you. Oh, boy. All right. Aaron, what's your least favorite thing about humanity? Oh, <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. That's not going to compare to my last question. Okay. Um, my least favorite thing. I about will him. also oh. say while you're thinking about this, some of the uh, Aaron and I both did a little bit of research to surprise ourselves mm-hmm. with questions. Part of our research entailed looking up weird interview questions, and we happened upon a lot of articles that talked about actual weird questions asked in job interviews. Random things, very, like, right? Very like random. factual things, like how many things can fit into this other thing? Yes. Oh, there's one that was like, how many windows are in this building? Right. I was like, like, what? Are you assuming I saw the whole building? And also, I mean, what is the point of this? Yeah. How will knowing this contribute to my job? Right. Yeah. yeah. So this was one of those questions, but I actually liked this one because I yeah. figured you had some good thoughts. It is a good one. Yeah. It is a good one. Okay. Well, first, let me apologize to anyone that had one of those interviews. I'm sorry. Seriously. I don't know how to be sorry if I'm sorry that you didn't get the job or that you did because it makes me question a lot of things. But yeah, it's it's a bad experience and we're sorry for the trauma that you probably experienced. Yeah, very sorry. Uh, I would say the one thing, one of the things I don't like about humanity is hypocrisy. I don't like the ability to not see or understand that other people make mistakes, that it is not, certainly there are no perfect people. Certainly the most interesting people that I find are willing to own those mistakes, are willing to be upfront about them. Um, And I really, it really bugs me when people can't see that when someone else is having that kind of struggle or going through something, when they're just so quick to say, oh, write that person off you know, and not say, okay, what would happen if I was in this situation or, you know, take a look at the bigger picture. And I think that encompasses a lot. I mean, I think it comes out in a lot of different arenas in the, in humanity. Yeah. Yeah. That's so well thought out and true. I was going to say like people who take their shoes off on airplanes. (laughs) (laughs) I should have gone lower. Why did I? Shoes and socks. Oh, I tried to go higher. Why would you do that? Right. That is very weird. Okay, so on that level, yeah. this is the other one that I don't like. Personal space. Why, Seriously. when I am in a line, are you up on my back? Why can I feel yeah. you touching my skin? Does not make the line go any faster. Sure you pushing into me is not going to make anything change. It's such weird behavior, and mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Just Because you cease being space. a human at that point. You're just a blockage in the yes. line. And it's like, hey, if I just hit my head against this yeah. Yeah, like I'm a pylon that's yeah. going to move. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, no. So that that would be kind of on okay. that level. Yeah, yeah, that really bugs me. But yeah, hypocrisy too. Yeah, hypocrisy is a big one. But also, one. don't touch also, my back. Keep your damn shoes on. Yeah. Yeah, no one wants to see that. <laughs> oh. 
Yes. All right. Last one. My last one. Oh, man. Okay. What? The look on your face is terrifying at this moment. <laughs> I'm cha- I keep just changing it in my head. Uh, what was one of your favorite toys growing up? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you a story about Amy as a young kid. Oh. So I liked Barbies. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, lots mm-hmm. of girls, you're given Barbies. Mm-hmm. You play with them. Yep, absolutely. I had some Barbies. I had the Barbie dream house, yo. What? Yeah. With wow. like, I think there was a pool maybe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But then when I was five and a half, my brothers came along. They're twins. Ugh, this and feels like it's going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. Once they started coming of age and getting toys, they got some G.I. Joes. So then my Barbies got a little slutty and they were hanging out with the G.I. Joes because I was starting to learn about reproduction. Oh, and I was making five and a them. half? Wow. No, no, no. They were, th- once they got to like maybe five oh, themselves, true. I was okay, like yeah, nine, they were ten, eight. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that got real weird. No, no. Sorry. Once I was older, they were old enough to have G.I. Joes. Right, I would right. steal their G.I. Joes okay. to have sex with Barbie. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. And I say that, that was one favorite toy, but also my brothers themselves, I kind of treated them like they were my toys. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I tried to teach them how to read when they were three. That didn't go well. Oh. oh. And when they wouldn't learn because they were three, mm-hmm. I would get real upset with them. Oh, nice. I was not a patient sister or teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so let me say to my brothers, Dan and John. Thank you for putting up with me. Thank you for being functioning adults. And I want to apologize for assuming that you played with G.I. Joe's when you were an infant. <laughs> I also taught them how to cuss, really. I taught them oh, some real choice well, words. That makes up for everything else. Yeah. And, you know. Necessary skill. Apparently, I also learned, this is part of them being my toys, mm-hmm. I would tell them bedtime stories, but I would make them very violent and strange. Like, I turned Goldilocks and the Three Bears into a story of Goldilocks with bulimia. And like, <laughs> What? What? Dan and John will fully back this up. Oh, my God. I'm sure they were probably scarred by listening to their sister be like, uh-huh. this can't be right, this story that you're telling me. Uh-huh. And I'm terrified. I feel like you should write that story now. I probably should. I mean, there's kind of a lead-in with all the porridge situations. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, terrifying for them. I'm sorry for them. But now? But they're I mean, over it. Use it. For your advantage, I think. Late 30s, they can figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Seriously, if you're so worried about Goldilocks, yeah. then. Yeah. And they all they <laughs> both have children of their own. Hopefully, they're passing on what I gave them to your, their children. Believe me, Goldilocks That's story. Right. Okay, yep. good. Yep. All right, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, my brothers are my toys. End of story. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this Broads and Books Extra. Remember, you can download a new episode every Wednesday at broadsandbooks.com or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Yes. And as always, feel free to hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you can find us. Anywhere. Anywhere. Happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything 
of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're, they're coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor, the final evidence, the heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You, you, you hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. (laughs) Because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D, Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.